0: Hey Teddy. Hey Crystal. It's Joseph. Um, thank you guys for asking me to do this. Uh, I love you guys and love what you're doing with parish. I, uh, in so many ways feel like what you guys are doing is in tandem with what we're trying to do with neighborhood. And, um, yeah, so we're rooting you guys on, uh, love being able to support you guys in any way that we can. And, um, yeah, just love you very much. Uh, The assigned station that I got was uh, the ninth station, which is Jesus falling for the third time, and um, it's a very sobering exercise for me to kind of really think through this and not just be kind of thinking about it philosophically or something, but to really like put myself in this, almost like a kind of Ignatian reading of scripture where you feel yourself on the road and like what does the texture of the stones feel like that you're on or what is the what is the smell in the air that all of that kind of stuff um and so yeah it's a it's an interesting thing this is one of the stations of the cross that is not uh scriptural in the sense that it's not explicitly stated that he fell for a third time but you can imagine that um it was probably this and a lot more times. It's this, this is the third time that we're given uh, with the stations, but you can imagine it probably happened a lot more than that. And so as I've sort of reflected on it um, since I got the the prompt and been thinking about it, it's just there's been one real thing, I guess, that's that stuck out to me, and it's just that, it's that Jesus is embodying like real and true humanity for us this is not uh this is not somebody that's floating over the top of the human experience this is not a guy with a halo this is not somebody that whose feet never actually touch the ground they just hover a couple of inches above like this is this is an experience of a human being like someone that you work with or an acquaintance of yours someone you went to high school with or something this is uh there's a real person that walked the earth. And I think the thing that sticks out to me or that has, has kind of disturbed me or bothered me has been just this idea of of him falling. Like this is, uh, it's. I think it was Mark Driscoll a few years ago that said like, I don't want a Jesus that can't beat somebody up in a bar fight or something like that. And it's like, man, I I hate to be the one to, deliver bad news to you, but this is what Jesus is like. If we take this scene seriously, or Philippians chapter 2, the kenosis passage, that when Paul says that uh, he emptied himself, became nothing, took on the form of a servant, became obedient to death, even death on a cross, all of that. If if we take that seriously, then that's this is the kind of God we serve. This is this is a God that co-suffers with us. This is a God that's not unfamiliar with what human emotion is and human, what human suffering is. This is a God who understands, who has entered into this in a way that's extremely real. And so I think for me, the thing that I've been meditating on in light of all of this, thinking about this particular scene, is what this means for us and our humanity. What does this scene green light for us? What are we, how are we able to live in light of this? And so the image that you're looking at that I chose is uh, a doctor in Italy that's fighting COVID 19 and is hunched down in a hospital hallway. And it's a picture for me that shows someone who is in the middle of a real, true, visceral moment of human suffering. Someone on the front lines watching unthinkable things every single day, makeshift morgues and families, FaceTiming minutes before death. Just unimaginable grief. And sure, there's times where you just power through and you have to do your job and all of that, but the most holy thing to do at some point is to grieve it, to feel it, to enter into the pain, to think about what's been lost. Not to hover outside of it, not to be separate from it, not to power through it, not to find silver linings, not to even hope. It's like that old T.S. Eliot thing that there are times when we don't even dare hope because if we did, we'd hope for the wrong things. So we just lament. We just hold space. This is Good Friday is so often experienced with a wink. We, We feel like we we can speed up to sunday we know exactly what's coming and so all of this feels like a cute little uh disney movie level of drama before the big triumphant ending and so i'd suggest that we don't zip past this we sit a while and we look at the world around us, the devastation, we look at what is, the reality. And we realize that Jesus is present among all of those who are falling. All of those who can't seem to figure out how to be strong enough to keep moving. Those those who can't find some big burst of energy to be productive during this time. For all of those who simply can't are too weak, too frail, too depressed, too anxious, too hurt, too broken, and Jesus falls among us and shows us that weakness is strength. And it's only because Jesus emptied himself, became nothing, took on the form of a servant, became obedient to death, even death on a cross. It's because of that, that his name's above every name and that every knee should bow and tongue confess and all of that. And so we allow ourselves to feel, not to push forward, not to strive, but to feel and experience the pain of the world. And as we bear each other's burdens, we bear our own burdens, our own weaknesses, and we carry the pain of the world with us, in us, in our bones. We fulfill the law of Christ.